Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Welcome back into TKM Sports Podcast and welcome to It's Game On Episode 2. In this episode we are going to discuss the national championship, a little bit of recap, and just talk a little bit about MLB opening week, you know, big time week, this and that, and it's going to be an exciting day. Jacob, what did you think of the San Diego State Aztecs versus the UConn Huskies national championship game? As a, it started off hot, you know, the Aztecs came out shooting well, playing well. Uh, gave the Huskies everything they could handle. But then the Huskies went on a run, and uh, they just never gave up, never gave up. Their momentum, watching the game, uh, they went they went up nine points, so double-digit points. And the Aztecs never really got within nine the rest of the way. I think the Huskies played well. Uh, kudos to them coming in as, I think, the fourth seed overall and winning the whole thing. Overall, kudos to the Aztecs too. They got they got revenge for the uh, twenty twenty season, the COVID season, and uh, proved that they they can make deep runs back uh, back into March Madness and that they deserve that spot. The championship was great. Overall, it ended up being a blowout. Like Huskies won by seventeen, but kudos to the coach. Uh, he said uh, back in like twenty twenty said uh, that you better catch us now because uh, we're coming. And um, he backed it up by them winning the national championship this year. Impressive performance overall as UConn Huskies win at 76-59. Man, it was just, it was just kind of a beatdown. UConn played their game. A little bit of team stats from the field. UConn shot 43% from the field to San Diego State's 32 Three-point range, 35% from the Huskies to 26 to San Diego State. Free throw percentage, 88% from the free throw for the UConn Huskies to 75% for San Diego State. Rebounds, 40 rebounds for UConn. For San Diego State, it was 34. Assists, 13 for UConn, 7 for San Diego State. Eight steals for UConn, seven steals for San Diego State. Six blocks for UConn, two blocks for San Diego State. Total turnovers, 12 for San Diego State, 13 for UConn. Fouls, 20 fouls on San Diego State to 15 for UConn. The biggest lead of the game was 17 by UConn. UConn went in this matchup, and they just dominated. They played their game really well. They showed people that they were going to be a good team. And, I mean, congratulations to them as Sonogo had 17 points, 10 rebounds in that game. And then you had 16 points from Hawkins and 19 points from Newton. I mean, the starting lineup was the biggest role in the entire game. They played their game well. What do you think, man? I mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, it was tough. The Huskies, like you said, scored 76. Uh, 
San Diego State only scored 59. And uh, the three UConn stars carried the weight. The U sets, uh, Sanogo finished with 17 and 10. So he had a double double. Uh, Newton had 19 and 10. So he had a double double and contributed four assists as well. Um, Hawkins had 16 points. And they should, those three combined shot it uh, pretty efficiently, too. Sanogo was 5 and 9 from the field, 7 of 8 from the foul line. Hawkins was 5 and 9 from the field as well. 4-4 from the foul line. Newton was uh, a little bit worse. He was 5 for 11 from the field. But he was 8 for 8 from the foul line. So that just proved that uh, overall, like when it came down to it and made free throws, that they just proved that they were the better team and made the Aztecs pay. This was definitely a great game. But it's been a great tournament. I mean, look at all the shockers, man. Look at Furman, Princeton winning those games. Gonzaga and UConn playing each other and UConn beating them down. Just, I mean, what a great tournament overall. Didn't expect anything like this. The Huskies came in like uh, they were the four seed at 31-8, and eight, but they beat each team on their way to win a championship. They beat each team by double digits. I think the closest game they had was like 12. So uh, they just overall had a dominant performance throughout the tournament. And like you said, it was a, it was a pretty interesting uh, March Madness tournament. Pretty good upsets. Um, everyone roots for the underdogs, uh, no matter what it is. But I saw an interesting thing on uh, Twitter. I think it was today or yesterday. It said uh, that it's basically like a bachelor's weekend, bachelor's party weekend. Day, day one, everyone's excited. Everyone's having uh, life of a party, everything. But then it gets out of the championship, and it's just like, the end of the weekend, but hey, let's just get this over with now. So, I mean, it's a long process. There's ups and downs to the tournament. Uh, it's great overall, I think. And uh hate to see college shoots end until the fall again. I agree, man. And, you know, congratulations to San Diego State. I mean, had an incredible tournament. They won their last two games outside the national championship by one point hitting the game-winning shot over FAU. Obviously, it didn't end the way they wanted to, but it's still a great season. I mean, for San Diego State to make it that far, it's impressive overall. I think that, too. Uh, I think the most impressive thing overall from this uh, national championship was that they both, both teams came from mid-major uh, conferences, or what they call the group group of five conferences. Uh, UConn came from uh, the Big East or the American Conference, one of the two. And then San Diego State, I think they came from the Mountain West or something like that. We're used to seeing like Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. We're used to seeing all them, but they're Power Five conferences. They're Blue Buzz and, and college basketball. So it was, it was uh, great to see two group of five teams make it all this way and fight the battles and everything that they faced and ultimately came out with the biggest reward playing on the biggest stage uh, college shooter can perform on. I think that's what makes it like special for college basketball, right? Because the Power Five dominates everything. And to have schools like Xavier, UConn, San Diego State, Creighton, Gonzaga, all those schools to be able to dominate the way they do in March Madness just brings the game to life. Because everybody expects the Power Five to have the best recruits, 
the best talent and the best head coaching when it really is the smaller schools that make all the noise, especially in college basketball. Because when you look at football, for example, it's the Power Five. I mean, there's really nobody outside the Power Five that can beat those teams. And really, it's a Power Two, if you really think about it. Outside of TCU this year going to the national championship and Clemson in the ACC, it's always a Big Ten SEC beatdown. I mean, every year. We're always talking about the top five teams being either the SEC or the Big Ten. So I think it was, I think this is good for basketball. I think this is actually good for the NCAA to have, like you said, the group five come in together and be able to pull this off and you know, bring the smaller universities up to the biggest stage and let them see what they can do. And that's what you want to see. And I'm excited for the college football expansion. I think that makes it even better for smaller schools to have an opportunity to play in the biggest moments. I agree with you with that. Um, like I said, March Madness is great because we get to see the group of five teams perform, show what they got. We get to see all the Ivy League schools, all the smaller conference schools get a chance and come in and get these upsets overall and just have the time of their life. Like you said, the NCAA football playoffs are expanding. So maybe we'll get to see, like, a group of five team uh, make it there, see what they got. I know football's a little bit different, but, but hey, anything can happen on any, any given day. So teams can't be taken lightly when it comes to playoff time, and everyone's looking to compete for the same goal. Yep, so what a great March Madness tournament and great results from each team. That wraps up the NCAA. Now... This week, you know, Masters is coming. You got a UFC 287, but Jacob and I really want to talk about the MLB opening week as it's been a fairly interesting opening week. A lot of teams we didn't see that were going to come in and kind of kind of throw a beat down the first couple days. I mean, the Colorado Rockies beating the Padres early. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the... You know, the Guardians taking out the Mariners in two games. I didn't see that. I didn't see the White Sox tie, splitting their four-game series with the Astros. And the Rangers just knocking the Phillies down three games in a row. I mean, Jacob, what do you, what do you think from opening weekend, really? Uh, you know, Cam, uh, opening weekend, it's so great. I can consider it a holiday. Because there's so many baseball games going on for the entire weekend. Uh, kicks off the, the season. I know the MLB is probably like overall the longest season. You go from the end of March, beginning of uh, April until October. You count February in for spring training and stuff like that. But now I agree with you. There's a couple surprise uh, games that happened this weekend that uh, overall, like I didn't see coming as well. Like you said, I didn't expect the Rockies to come out and uh, fire at the, the Padres like they did. I wouldn't expect after opening weekend and the first of this week see the Mariners sitting at one and four. I wouldn't see the Astros at two and three. I wouldn't see the White Sox at two and three. Either they got beat down by the White uh, by the Giants yesterday, 
the Giants just couldn't couldn't get out. White Sox couldn't keep the ball in the park for pitching wise. Like you said, the Rangers just put a beat down on the Phillies. The Phillies are currently 0-4. They're dead last in the division. I think they're they're the last team in the entire MLB not to win a game. Even the Athletics beat the Angels once. Speaking of the Angels, that's another team. Kind of surprised me. I know they had an opening series against the Athletics, but they're sitting at 3-1 and one right now at a plus 21 run differential. So that, uh, they've scored 27 runs through four games, only giving up six. I don't care how you look at it overall. That's that's great. Only giving up, you're giving up less than two runs a game. Uh, another another series that has surprised me is the Diamondbacks Dodgers. The Dodgers were sitting at three and two. I would not have expected the Diamondbacks to uh, to take a game or two from the Dodgers. I know I said that they were kind of like a, a slept on team that had a decent potential, but. I didn't, they didn't think they could take a couple from or one or two from the Dodgers. A team that uh, surprised me is the Cubs. Opening opening weekend, they took uh, took a game from the from the Brewers. But other than that, they just laid flat. Uh, they're sitting at one and three. They're, like I said, they only win came against the Brewers, but the Brewers are now three and one. But overall, the Cubs they're just I don't know I don't know how to feel about them. I think. They could end up at the bottom of the division. They just don't have the, the star power that they did with that World Series team. I think all that's finally catching up to them. They don't have uh, Wilson Contreras this year who kept them in games last year offensively. Uh, the Reds, they lost opening day to the Pirates 5-4. Then they came out and battled, and now they're 3-1. They beat the, the Pirates the last two games of the series and then came out and beat the uh, Cubs yesterday, 7-6, in a, in a thrilling game. Uh, offense was on fire early. Uh, each team scored three runs in the first inning. The Braves, 3-1, and one, which is expected. Mets, 3-2. and two. It could be a little bit better than that. The Rangers, 3-1. and one. Like I said, they they got potential to win that division. Angels, 3-1. and one. That's surprising as well. But how about the Twins? Twins are 4-0. and oh. There's only two uh, undefeated teams left in the opening weekend. The Minnesota Twins are four and zero with a run differential of plus seventeen. They scored twenty two runs and only given up five. And then uh, similar is the Tampa Bay Rays. They're also the only other undefeated team in the in the league. They're four and zero as well with a run differential of plus twenty two, with uh, scoring twenty seven runs through four games and only giving up five as well. Uh, the Yankees are right behind them. They're three and one. Uh, they've got a run differential plus sixteen. They've scored twenty four and have given up eight. What do you think about those, Cam? Well, I, the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm a little you know surprised about being four and zero. They did take on the Tigers starting out, which we all, we, me and you both know how the Tigers are. I mean, just requisite of talent and. Tampa Bay took advantage of that early. Obviously, the New York Yankees. I like how they played Philly. I like how they played the Giants. I still think they could have beat the Giants all three games, but it is what it is at the end of the day. Looking at the Twins, the Twins, I mean, the Twins, are they're going to be a good team. Like me and you both talked about, the Cleveland Guardians and the Twins are going to be the two teams battling for the Central. Now, whether it happens or whether... The Guardians win the Twins. I think they're both playoff contending teams. I think it's going to be the same way they were last year, both battling for that division title and 
the White Sox, the Royals, and the Tigers will be falling behind them. The Rangers are definitely the surprising team out of all of them. I'm impressed overall. Like you said, runs scored 29 to 13. I mean, listen, they're just, they open the season really well, but we have to see them continue the streak. It can't be go up three games and lose one and then completely just blow it out the rest of the season. Same thing with the Angels. Now you're looking at this team and how they played and their opening weekend. You just, you cannot sit here and look this great and then just completely collapse. Now, we know the Astros will end up being where they where they need to be at the end of the day. Houston's going to end up showing up. I think the biggest surprise is the Mariners. I don't think me or you saw the Mariners being 1-4 really after opening weekend. And I'm disappointed. I think they're a better team than that. I predict them to win 100 games. And for them to only be one and four, I'm I'm not not too happy with it overall. For the National League in the East, the Braves and Mets I expected. The Phillies I did not. Nobody expected the Phillies to be 0 and 4. That could be because of, you know, not having Reese Hawkins right now and Bryce Harper being out. I mean, that's a really big effect on their team. You're missing two key pieces, so I I think the Phillies will pick it up, but they better do it soon. Because I know people say you get 162 games, but you let too many games get away from you, you're not coming back and winning that division. And Atlanta Braves and the Mets, I mean, they're just they're going to be battling it for the season. Good pitching core from the Mets, good young core from the Braves. The Braves have all the potential in the world to win the World Series. They could have won it last year. They just blew their playoff series. For the Central, I'm impressed, man. The Cincinnati Reds should be 4-0. They blew the game versus the Pirates. Green throwing 87 pitches and going out in three innings. And then Cruz comes in and walks two batters. They should have beat the Pirates all three games. They beat the Cubs in a thriller. I'm impressed what I'm seeing from the Reds. Surprised that the Cardinals are down um, only one, two, and lost two. Pirates, I'm not really surprised where they're at. They should be one and three. They should be with the Cubs. But it is what it is. And Milwaukee, surprised they have a better record than the Cardinals, but we'll see what they can do. I know they've played well in their opening weekend, so that's good for them. And in the West, really all the way down the middle right now, it's all the same. Padres 3-2, and two, Dodgers 3-2, and two, Giants 2-2, two and two, Diamondbacks 2-3, and three, and the Rockies 2-3. and three. We didn't expect the Rockies to be very good this year and to take the Padres in three games and win the series, win two of those games, I mean, that was impressive. See the Diamondbacks take one of the games in the Dodgers series, I mean, that was impressive. For the Giants, took one in the Yankees game, and then what, they went Monday and they won 12-3, then they have four home runs in one inning. To come out of the Yankees series not looking very good to enter their next series against the Brewers, if I'm positive, Jacob. No, the White Sox. My bad. So to go hit 12 runs on the White Sox, and the White Sox played a pretty decent series against the Astros. The Giants to play that well in their first game against the White Sox, that was impressive. Overall, there's a lot of changes, a lot of things I didn't see coming. But a great opening weekend. You know, great games. People coming out running. The last thing I'm going to touch on is um, 
the Red Sox beating the Orioles in the series. I think the Orioles should have won the series. Orioles, man, left fielder drops the ball, and Adam Duvall sends it home. Not much more you can say, man. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. You know, just a tough break for the Orioles. Pop up to the right fielder. Chance to end the game, and he drops it. And then Adam Duvall comes in and just absolutely crushes a moonshot home run for the Red Sox, and they win. They win by one run. So that's just that's just crazy. Uh, but that's the game of baseball. It's completely unpredictable. Anything can happen. And like you said, great opening weekend. Great. Uh, so there's surprise games, but you know that's what makes the game fun. Anything can happen on any given day. Uh, we'll see how how the standings are after after the end of this week. Uh, we got some great series coming up for the midweek, and then headed into the weekend. Overall, like like you said, we just got to build and just have fun with watching watching the sport, watching see all these. I wouldn't say bad teams, but like the lower teams, just take at least one or two games in the series against the the top dogs like the Diamondbacks. Taking one from the Dodgers, the Rockies taking two from the Padres, the Cubs taking one from the Brewers. Just teams like that. Hopefully the Mariners get a turnaround. Hopefully the Phillies get a turnaround. I don't expect the Athletics to get a turnaround. No. Uh, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are they're sitting at one and three right now. But hey, anything can happen in that division. But I, I think the biggest surprise is the Dodgers. They're They've got a run differential of plus twenty two, so they're thirty three and eleven. Yeah, uh, run scored to runs allowed, but they're only one game above five hundred through five games. I think that's the craziest thing. I agree, man. I definitely agree with you. So, to wrap up this episode, Jacob, I want to talk about Thursday's games. Obviously, some highlight to another series. What games are going to be interesting? Look at across the board. Astros and Twins will be an interesting series. Yankees and Orioles will be an interesting series. Phillies and Reds. I know that the Phillies aren't playing too well like me and Jacob just talked about, but anything could happen. They could turn around, and the Reds is playing as well they are. You aren't going to want to see them in that series. Braves and Padres. Big one. Definitely. And the Dodgers and Dimebacks again. Hey, Dimebacks could steal another game. I mean, Jacob, what do you think about Thursday's games? Thursday games, prediction-wise... I like the Red Sox over the Tigers. I like the Mets over over the Marlins. I like the Giants over the White Sox. Toronto over Kansas City. Uh, the Cincinnati and Phillies game, that would be a close one. Of course, you know me. Like, I won't be a little biased. Uh, Phillies aren't playing hot right now. And I, I like the Reds in that matchup uh, right now because the, the Phillies are down two, two key bats. But who knows? Harper may come back soon. Just depends on how his elbow is from Tommy John and how he's feeling between the twig. But the Yankees Orioles series would be a good matchup as well. Hopefully that game that series is a good series overall. Um, I do see the Yankees winning that. I'm I'm gonna take the twins over the Astros, the Rockies over the Nationals, the Braves over the Padres, and then the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. Overall, great series this week and That is it for episode two of It's Game On. We will be back next Wednesday at 3 p.m.